Welcome to episode 46 of the Satanta MMA show. Gus Ryan, Steve Larry, and Figo Farrell on location in the Royal Hospital in Camelham, also known as the Irish Modern, no, Irish Museum of Modern Art, IMMA. How, how uh, fitting is that? Uh, it's five weeks, so this is the first of a couple of media days in the lead up to Saturday night. Um, the noise in the background is somebody putting up the, the, the marketing banners, so we've no, no, you're fine. You keep going. You keep going. Larry's gone to, to give her a dig out. Larry's acting the gentleman. Gentleman for the first time in his life. Um, so, so yeah, we're on location. Finally, it's it's here. Uh, Steve, I just ask you. You've been looking forward to this like a kid look, looks forward to like a pig and shit. Like a pig and shit. Now that we're here, what's it like? How do you feel? Yeah, it's good. I'm. Um, I've just seen Andy, Neil. Uh, JK, Chris Fields, all, all the local. It's just like being a cage warrior, to be honest with you. You know, backstage are cage warriors. But I'm excited, I'm excited to see what the fans' reactions are going to be. Friday, most of all. I can't wait for Friday. I think the weigh-ins are really going to give the, the Irish MMA fans uh, an insight into what this night is going to be like on Saturday. Yeah, we've, we've, uh, we've got interviews with Paddy, Neil and Cahill coming up. Um, and is there anyone fig, anyone outside of the Irish guys obviously that you're looking forward to chatting to? Yeah, you know? obviously it's great to see the Irish guys, you know, the guys who followed their careers for so long and to kind of even looking now at the poster of, of Conor and Brandao, which just kind of really hit, hits home that Irish MMA is finally on the map. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, it'd be great to chat to some of the the non-Irish guys, the Americans coming over and how they get on with the partisan crowd and you know, kind of get a sense of whether or not they're nervous about going into hostile territory and that. Yeah. I already did the fanboy bit by running up to Ariel Hamani and shaking his hand. Yeah. How, how did I do? Um, did I look good? Cool? I look like a bit of a sissy. Yeah, okay. okay, I'll work on that. Spit on me, Ariel. Not quite, not quite. Alright, what we're going to do now is we're going to, as I said, chat to Paddy, Neil and Cahill. We're going to stick those straight up and uh, hopefully we'll get a few more interviews during the day with, uh, as we said, maybe some of the other Irish fighters and then some of the, the other guys in the card, like Brad Pickett or Ian McCall, hopefully. So uh, enjoy these interviews and we'll chat to you later. So Paddy, it's been a long layoff for you, the back injury. Well, actually, I've seen you at a local show and you were telling me you were... It was going well. What's it been like? How tough is it to come back? Yeah, it's it's been rough. It's been um, it's it's hard. Like even when I got the trials, then it's kind of hard to get to the top. It's even harder to fall off and then start getting back there again. So it's been it's been a good recovery and a long recovery. But um, I learned an awful lot about myself, a lot about, about my body, and I, I, I'm a lot better off where because of what happened. Sometimes you have to go through the piss to get to it. Yeah, yeah. And you, you you've been to Iceland with the lads. This is your first time heading to. Off to, to Molnar, what was the experience like for you? Millar, yeah, really good isolation out there and just kind of real fresh. The food is amazing, it's easy to eat well, and then you're surrounded by it all the time, you know what I mean? You're living in a house with the, the banter and it's all about fun, it's all about positions and people saying, oh, let me try this, let me try that, and it just it never, never stops. But it's a uh, real calm thing, it's not, there's no stress, you know what I mean? When you're here or when you're at home, you're trying to get ready and all. And as they say, is a change as good as the rest. Yeah, and I've seen, I've seen you tweeting the photos of your, your son. What was, it, what was it like being away from him? It, was that the motivation, just to go, get the head down? Cause yeah, that's it. It's tough. Like, it's always tough when you go away. Especially the toughest part, I think, is when you go to the airport and they drop you off. Because you know that's a long, <coughs> a long few days going to be coming. But um, like, that's it. I'm out here for, for my son's son, you know what I mean? And mm. I, I know that I can, I can do a lot with this. And I've been given an opportunity. And, I'm not one to take advantage of an opportunity, I'll, um, I'll put this home. Paddy, just 
obviously you had your ultimate fighter experience and uh, going through the trial process and that. How much has that prepared you for your fight this weekend in familiarising yourself with the big show? Yeah, well, it's kind of when the door closes, it's all, all the letters and everything just fade away. I think when the punches start flowing, it just starts happening. But um, definitely going out there, like, flying out to Vegas on your own and doing the trial, flying home, flying back out, preparing, staying in a hotel, making weight on your own, fighting someone without your corner there and all. Like, they're all, like, anyone that fights knows that they're all things that are hard to be done, you know what I mean? And I, I felt great in there. Like, I had a slip disc, but... Uh, I, felt, I felt good, you know what I mean, in there, and I thought it was just like kind of a tight glute I had at the time, but then after the fight, it was a lot worse, and then when I came home, I, like, I realised that it was, it was a serious injury, but um, like, getting through all that, it's just, it's just adversity, you know what I mean, keep going, just don't stop. Uh, also, Paddy, obviously the news broke this week that it's being aired on TV3E, uh, the main card is being shown, but how much of it an incentive is for you to get a big finish to know that it, your fight might be shown nationally uh, across the country? Well, as I was saying, when I'm in there, I'm not thinking about who's watching or that. And like, sometimes after the fight, you can say, yeah, which is someone in Australia saying that or someone there saying that. But at the time, you know what I mean? It's, you're not th I'm not thinking about them things at the moment. But I do think it's great that it's on um, free to air television because I remember when I was a kid when something like this was on you, you'd be running off the road and all early you'd be packing up the game of football you know what I mean to get in and it'd be the rage for the day and it could be someone like um, say McCulloch fighting or like uh, Barry McGuigan or something like that you'd, and you'd, you'd run in and you'd watch it and it's like we were saying the podcast this week it's like Air Italian 90 people don't realise <laughs> the, the World Cup going on for me I don't support soccer so it's yeah. been we haven't been watching this is our Italian 90 my yeah. curves are painted green white and orange yeah. you know the yeah. Ireland flag hanging yeah. out it's the same for you that's what it is yeah um, my sister lives over in a state across the road from me and that's what you're saying the kids are kind of mad about it like over there as well and like, someone had painted pots around the back and things like that now and all and she was like they were saying that they did it for me and all but I still don't believe them yet but like that's surreal you know what I mean because I know what that feeling is like when, when the pots are getting painted the <laughs> shit is kicking <laughs> off and <laughs> Has, uh, has the guy that had his house painted blue for the, for the Dublin match, you remember on 10,000 yeah. hours the documentary, has yeah. he painted the house green? Oh, <laughs> way, man. That, thing, yeah, that guy actually won uh, tickets to the All-Ireland for that. A mad Dublin fan he is, and he literally puts like, all the memorabilia and all this house. It's even worse now, you want to say it now, Larry? We better do uh, a 20,000 hours yeah. sequel or something like that and do a spin boy, see what it's like. But listen, uh, getting down to business, this, uh, it's, a, it's a special night for Irish MMA, especially the SBG team. If teammates fighting on it, what are we going to see from Paddy Hillhan? Um, you can expect a different me. Like my, my movement is a lot better. As, when, as I'm saying, when I had that impringement on my nerve, moving left, I didn't even know that. I wasn't moving left. And now I'm moving left and I'm moving right. Uh, my footwork is so much better. My stand-up so much better. I've a lot more different tricks on the game and on the ground. And then that kind of... The thing in the ultimate fire made me come to terms with trying to get back to my feet in all different ways, and I, and I think it's different ways that people haven't really, really seen. And uh, I'm excited to, I'm excited to try them and try them on the live, live circuit and, and see how we get on with it. But this is going to be the best Paddy Hillhand you've ever seen. Yeah, Paddy, you touched on it there. You know, we all know uh, what Josh Ampel's game plan is going to be tomorrow. He's going to come out and look to wrestle you. Uh, given the fact that you you were beaten by a wrestler in the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, first of all, were you disappointed to be matched with a wrestler in this fight? And second of all, what improvements your game 
have you made over the past two years to ensure that won't happen again? Well, I think, I think Josh's game is a little bit different than the other Josh's, so they give me all the Josh's. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're a Josh Slayer. Yeah, but Josh Slayer, that's what it's going to be. But um, the other guy uh, like, that, that we fought with before, yeah, he was a lot bigger than me as well. And then when he fought Michael Wooten, you've seen the same problem. And Michael Wooten is a lot bigger then again. So I, I think I'd done pretty alright against somebody that was a lot bigger and was just hanging on. With Sampo, I think that he, he goes for it, he mixes up the stand-up with the takedown, and he, he goes for it, you know what I mean? He, he doesn't hold on the ground, he opens up, and I think a lot of them things are going to be opportunities. When people open up, you get back to your uh, feet. People just hold on, you're waiting for it to start moving, so you can start moving. You know that, Larry, yourself, you know, you have to, you have to wait for the, the thing to start progressing before you can start progressing as well, so I think that's going to open up a lot, and... I think it's going to be like taking down a cactus as well, you know what I mean? <laughs> it, might take a, it might take a little a sting every time he takes me down and them stings add up. Could I just ask you real quick, this is your flyweight debut, so did you cut much weight to make bantamweight and what are you cutting to make flyweight? I just fought on my uh, walking around week the last one, because as I was saying there was only the prospects that were starving yourself to death for nothing. Do you know what I mean? But um, now it's all figured out. Like uh, we're cutting mate, as you see, my teammate Cotton Hendrick can make 77 kilo, and we have the science of that sussed. So I'm just taking on board the information, and then through the uh, or the strength institute, working with John Connors and things like that is um, is amazing. It's easy. They just give me the information. I just do it. And like today, I'm on my 60 kilo today, and you can see I'm fresh and perky. I'm, I feel good. You know what I mean? I'm three kilo to go, and like I don't know what Josh is cutting, but knowing from American wrestlers and things like that, he's probably cutting a lot, and I know he has an engine and things like that, but man, I have a, I have a micro with like a turbo diesel, <laughs> you know what I mean, turbo diesel micro, that's where I am, that's where I am, yeah, but um, and he's going to be a muscle car, you know. Now listen, uh, Paddy, you know, the whole country's waiting for this, you know, it's, it's five years coming, it's going to be a, an amazing night in Dublin, the hotel, right on the Liffey, um, you know, best of luck from all of us here. And uh, thanks for your time. Thanks a lot, Gus. Yeah. I appreciate thanks that. Thanks a Neil, here's the form, buddy. First thing I want to ask you is, any difference between fight week in London and, and fight week in Dublin? Um, no, not really. It's still there. At the end of the day, it's still going up for you, so... But it's here in London, it doesn't really make a difference. You're still as relaxed as ever, taking it as it comes? Yeah, just sit calm, calm before the storms today. And uh, how's the weight? Yeah, the weight is 100%, yeah. 60, 60 and a half this morning, we're still two, day, two days to go, so, so yeah. no, it's no it's problem there, you know. no problem. It's not even far, yeah. Yeah, yeah good stuff. Um, you, you've said a few times in interviews that this is, it's kind of a must win for yourself and Billy. Billy's obviously got a record of 1-3 and three in the UFC, you're 0-1, so yeah. you're taking this as a must win fight. Is, is there any extra pressure because of that, or... You know, how, how has preparation been? Um, preparation's been brilliant. We've ventured over to the boxing club where he was before the pick a fight and got really good, very good weeks in with them lads over there, Stephen Ormond, Patrick Hoyland, and Pat Collins over there, you know. So. But, but not Mark Kennedy? No, no, still waiting on that fat mess. <laughs> <laughs> he was, uh, he's just too big. <laughs> but, um, yeah, preparation there, over there, the boxing front has been brilliant, I've gotten some serious rounds with them lads over there, and then obviously back my own team has been Spartan there, obviously you've seen a few of the Spartan going down, so it's been really good preparation coming in. Yeah. Have you, uh, has that changed up for this camp? I noticed that I was saying to Fergus during the week, you seem to be a lot, lot stronger. 
you seem to be uh, where, well. yeah, you, you seem to be a lot, lot stronger. Even when I was saying to Fergus, when I'm rolling with you myself, I find it, I find it that, that you are a lot stronger than you had been previously in the last 12 months. Have you changed anything up or? No, I haven't changed. Any, I know everybody's saying to me, I'm looking bigger. I, I stuck to a, a diet. The diet wasn't really that clean, but I stuck to a, a diet for a longer period this time. And I've been training sensibly. I've stayed away. I haven't done one weight. I've lifted no weights whatsoever. No, really, no, I haven't lifted a weight. And I've just walked on road walk. I've been boxing. I've been wrestling, you know. And I actually feel better. I feel a lot better. I do feel stronger. The lads keep saying that I'm a lot stronger, you know. And um, obviously I'm in much better shape. I don't know whether it's down to my missus the way she's had to be in the fields. <laughs> I don't know, but I've, I honestly have not lifted one weight for this camp, you know, and I feel a lot better, a lot fitter. Right. Any extra media attention this time around? Because obviously, maybe, you know, on two weeks' notice, there wasn't much of a build up for your last fight. But this time, like, now. There'd be more people aware of Neil Siri, more people, like everybody knows the UFC is coming to uh, town. So have you had any extra media obligations? No, just, just got on as usual, you know, just keep, to talk to people and then to put my head down when I'm looking at talking. <laughs> you, know, you know I don't like doing the, the interviews, but yeah. um, no, it hasn't been too bad, you know. It's been, it's been fun, you know, it's nearly all done now, so yeah. it's just coming into 5B. Are you finished work? Did you, were you working this week? Finished on Friday. Friday, right. Yeah, finished work Friday. And, all this week to recover now, obviously let the body heal itself and then um, get in and just hope he get in there and have a good fight and um, hope Phil comes to fight, you know, I know yeah. he's saying he's, he's kind of, he's going to knock me out. Uh, he's been saying that? Yeah, I heard in the statement said he's going to knock me out in the second round, I don't think he's ever knocked anybody out, you know, right. so it's a bit of a bold statement from him, so I just hope he comes to stand up for you, you know, I hope yeah. he comes to fight you. It sounds good, like, with the height of respect for Phil, I've never seen you knocked down, let alone knocked out, so it's a big, uh, big statement for Phil to make. Uh, height of respect, I hope, like you say, that means he's coming to fight, he's going to... Yeah, I think, I, I think he, he needs to come and fight, yeah. like, I need to come and fight, you know, like, obviously, if, um, obviously if it's exciting fight and he loses, he's out, if it's exciting fight and I lose, more or less I'm out, you know, so... Yeah. I think it works with that both people need to go in, stand bang, yeah. and um, we see who's tougher at the end. One of my favourite quotes from the last time me and Steve interviewed you was you said you were going to, um, you're going to put your hands up and your chin down, you walk across and we'll see who's tougher. Um, any fear that Phil is kind of yeah, playing into that? Yeah, he's going to, we're going to get Neil to focus just purely on the stand-up and then we're going to shoot for takedowns and we're going to get him onto the mat all day. Yeah, well, it's always, it's always a risk in MMA. It's, it's not... It's not just boxing, you know, where it's not a boxing for you, you know. When I've been over there sparring with the lads, obviously that's all I'm doing. I'm walking forward and trying to not take a backward step and and um, just boxing. But now this isn't the boxing for you, you know. Yeah. So I've been walking on takedowns. I've been walking <coughs> expecting that, get back to my feet and stuff like that, you know. But look, I can take people down as much as they can take me down, you know. I'm heavy on top, I'm good on top. Yeah. So, Neil, can I just ask you what would mean more to your career? to avenge the decision loss over Phil Harris or to notch up your first UFC victory? No, I just want a, a UFC victory. I don't really care about um, getting back at Phil because he bet me um, a few years ago. Like, I think it's, he bet me it was my fault I lost, you know, because when you let it go into the hands of the judges, you've known to blame by yourself, you know, like, you, you've, you've left yourself down. Like, it, it's my own fault that I lost the fight. 
I let it go to the judges. I should have finished them so we didn't have to go to the judges, you know. So this time round, I want to go in and everything is just getting the win in the UFC. I don't care how ugly it is. I, I really don't care how ugly it's going to go in. That's what I want. Um, but yeah, so we were, Fergus was saying that the, back in UFC London, uh, one punch be two tap with three takedowns. Yeah. Um, this, this time around, is it going to be, there's going to be no takedowns, it's going to be a standing fight, or is it going to, you're happy to go to the ground, or is there a game plan, or are you going to take it, take it as it comes? Um, we'll just take it as it comes. I don't think you can really implement game plans. I'm sure that if you go out and lie, lie on somebody, it's going to make for a bar fight. Mm -hmm. No one wants to see stuff like that, you know. As, me, as the way I always do, I could get in there, stick me my hands up and just keep marching forward, you know, trying to knock people out. You know, that's that's what that's what I'm doing, like, that's what I'm about. Been up like that for the last couple of years. I'm not going to change that. Just become born. A couple of weeks back, um, can't remember who it was, but somebody jumped on Facebook and started slagging you off. It was a mate of yours now, yeah. and they started slagging you off. And straight away, there was about three or four fans came out of the room. Is he not your manager? Is Mike Henry your manager or not your manager? No. <laughs> But straight away, three or four fans came out of the woodwork defending you, jumping yeah. all over the guy who was slagging you. Now, obviously, it was your mate. He was just winding up. But you must have, you must have felt you know, kind of good that there's a few people out there with Neil Seary, uh, you know, back in, back in Neil Seary, willing to defend your oh, corner. Oh, yeah, it was good, but I was in on as well, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so, I saw you throwing a little bit of petrol on the plate as well. It's always good when you're in on the, on yeah. the, on the big crack, you know what I mean? We just... Having a, having a bit of banter, yeah. you know. But it must have been nice to see fans jumping to defend you. Like, and these are guys, well, I didn't recognise the names, and no, maybe you didn't either. I don't know any of them, you yeah. know, and it's just, no, it's all, it's all fun. It's yeah. <laughs> poor, poor old Carl Roach was a bit late to the game. He tried oh, to yeah, get it going. Yeah, but Carl's you know. always late. Yeah, 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 there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, so listen, what can we expect on, on Saturday night? Uh, have, like, have you a, a game plan, or have you a particular way you think you're going to win, or what can we expect from the two-tap series? Um, no, no game plan whatsoever, you know, it's, everything is just the, the same as it usually is, you know, going in there and hope, not hoping that he's standing, I don't believe he's going to stand, I think he's going to shoot for takedowns and stuff like that, you know, I don't think he, he's more needs to win more than I do, I think, you know, so yeah, it's just come in there and just to do what I always do, try finish fights, you know, that's my main objective is to finish fights, I don't want three rounds, I want to finish people. Yeah. Hands up, chin down, see yeah. who's tougher. Yeah. That's it. Super stuff. Well, Neil, listen. Sorry, go on. Will Coldplay be rocking out throughout the oh, arena? Yeah. Can't change got, that. got to go ahead? Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward. You always get tingles when you hear Coldplay yeah. ringing out and then see series. Uh, yeah. You know, shadow coming out. You hear that song, somebody's getting an ass whooping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, listen, Siri, you know, we're all teammates, we're all pals, you know, we, you know we're behind you all the way, but I'm sure everybody else around the country is going to be cheering for you as well. And the best of luck on Saturday. Thanks, lads. Okay, Cahal, I think is, the, I think is how we're going to pronounce your name. Um, uh, how are you feeling, buddy, first of all? Like, uh, how has the whole distraction of tough affected the lead-in to, to this fight, or has it at all? I feel very relaxed um, and, and comfortable for this fight. I feel I belong here, and uh, you know, I, 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 that's the way I want to be for this fight. I, I've no UFC jitters. I just feel like this is just another fight, and this is the next stage of my career. I felt like I've belonged here for a long time. Yeah, great. And... Just thinking back, right, so you lost the semi-final, which freed you up to be on UFC Dublin. With the benefit of hindsight, which would you rather? Would you have rather been in the final and won that, or are you happy the way things have played out and you're now fighting the UFC Dublin in your hometown? 
the only reason I didn't want to do tough. The only reason that I decided to do tough was because that I, I wanted to get into the UFC. I was told I was going to get signed up, and I didn't get signed up. And I decided to take matters into my own my own hands. I went over, and obviously when I decided to do tough, being the competitor I am, I wanted to win it. And uh, that unfortunately didn't happen. I lost a controversial split decision to to Eddie Gordon. The guy, the guy who ended up winning the it? The guy who ended up yeah. winning it, uh, quite impressively. So, uh, and Dana White said he thought I, I won the fight. and. He told me that day that I would be making, I would get another shot in the UFC for sure. So I assumed it was going to be in, on the tough finale in Vegas last week. Then when the Irish card was announced, I got a bit worried that I was going to miss out on that. And then I got told I, I was on the Irish card. And that, that was a dream come true because, uh, you know, making making my debut in Vegas is would you know would be great, but making my debut in Dublin is it's just perfect. And in hindsight. I only I only did tough to get my foot in the door in the UFC, and I got me that. So I'm I'm very happy. So, so job done. Job. Uh, what, what was the tough process like? Was it a grind? Was it cool? Was it great to work out with BJ Penn every day and, and Mark Coleman, or or was it a bit of a bit of a pain in the arse? Well, I, I always look at the positives and everything, and, and uh, there's a lot of positives I can take from tough. One, I got to work with the legends you just mentioned, BJ, Mark Coleman, Chuck Liddell came in, we, Andre Padneras was there. We worked with some of the top guys in, in the sport. And two, uh, I, I was put in the most uncomfortable situation you can be put in as a fighter. I was, wasn't around any of my friends or family. I wasn't around my, my normal coaches. I was take, taken away from my normal setup. I had to, had to fight a couple of times in a, in a, in a matter of a few weeks. And uh, you know, I had to live with my opponent. So it was, it was definitely the most uncomfortable situation to be put in as a fighter. On top of that, I'm constantly 24/7. Have cameras in my faces, uh, in my face, and I have a mic uh, lashed up to me 24/7. So people are asking me now, how do I feel about doing all these interviews and stuff? It doesn't bother me. <laughs> in this. I, I was six weeks living in a house with a camera in my face and a mic on me. So yeah. this is easy. This is downtime. This is downtime. So. So I'm looking at it in the positives, and in that case, it's made everything I do from now on going to be so easy. No matter who I'm fighting, the situation is always going to be easier and more comfortable than what it was in the Ultimate Fighter. Right. And no matter how many interviews I do, I'm not going to have cameras in my face 24/7 like I did in, in the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, you, you just mentioned that you, you you kept on hearing you were going to be signed by the the UFC, and I was looking back at your record. In your last six fights, you've beaten guys like say who are in the UFC, say Masoki, Danny Mitchell fought in London. Uh, Shea Mills and David Bilkey then have come out of the UFC and then of course Gail Grimaud who you took the title off he was on the he was selected for the the tough process you know to fight to get into the house so did you feel hard done by that like there's five guys in your last six that were you know they're thereabouts UFC caliber yet but yet you couldn't get a, a call or a signing yeah it, it was very frustrating especially when I was told that if I put Shea Mills away that I would, would get signed up <laughs> but um, you know like I said I took matters into my own hands I, the only thing I, I can take from it is, like I said, I take the positives from everything. And all that has just given me more confidence. Going into my UFC debut, people talk about jitters. I don't have jitters. I've, I've beaten the best guys around. I've faced every sort of competition you, you, you can look at. I fought Chain Mills, who was seen as one of the best kickboxers in MMA. I've beaten four guys who are, are fighting in the UFC or who have fought in the UFC. I've fought four BJ Black Belts. I've fought like, just everything you, you can come across. And it's just ground my confidence and that just makes me feel like I belong even more and that's that's what's important. So it might have been the long way around but you got there in the end and that's, yeah. that, that, that's it ultimately. Exactly. Uh, Carl, you mentioned uh, ground confidence and you're predominantly known as one of Europe's elite wrestlers. 
in the ultimate fire process, how did you feel about getting over there and getting the chance to mix it up with, you know, Americans who would be r renowned for their wrestling day in day out? And how do you feel you uh, matched off against them? Well, I, I I already knew I was better than all those wrestlers going into it because I've trained over in the States uh, a good few times. I used to go over to AKA specifically for that reason. Well, for two reasons. One, they had three guys in the, in the welterweight top ten uh, at the time. They had John Fitch, Kostjek and Mike Swick. And two, because they were a great wrestling academy of, of fighters. So I went over there numerous times and uh, I wanted to test my, test my wrestling skills against these guys who would be seen as, as the best in the game at it because I was always complimented on my wrestling skills and I went over there and I used to wrestle these guys who wrestled for years in college. And people, people talk about oh he wrestled so and so many years in, in this college and that college uh, well I, I was in college for four years too and I fought professionally so what's going what's gonna, to uh, suit, suit more when it comes down to an MMA fight did you wrestle in college or you fought professionally in MMA? Yeah and just also as well you are talking about your your road to the UFC and progression through Cage Warriors. Just with four to five Cage Warriors guys on the card who all held belts in, in the division and you were the only one who had to go through the ultimate fire process, does that agree with you in any way? No, I, like, I'm not going to be sitting here and thinking negatively about anything like that. I'm, I took the way I took to get here and I'm taking the positives out of it and, and all that's given me is just more confidence. It gives me more belief that I belong here and it just makes me know that well, even if I'm given the hard route to a title I will get there. I will find a way. No matter what, what obstacles are thrown in front of me I will get to where I want to go. Yeah, I think it's a credit to you that you know, like you say, it was a long way around maybe, but you didn't throw the toys in the prime and say, oh, I should be there, or, you know, why, you know, come and get me, that you actually took matters into your own hand and went off and, and did it. Um, yeah, so as you know, Carl, in the house, we're competing in middleweight. The, the fight on Saturday is, is matched at middleweight. What happens next for Carl Penger? When he beats Mike King, are we going to see you back at Welter? Uh, to be honest, I haven't even really been thinking about it. I'm not thinking about after Saturday until after Saturday. Uh, at the moment, I'm a middleweight, and I feel great at this weight. You I feel, feel comfortable I feel, that? I feel strong. I was stronger than any, any middleweight on that show. Uh, I fought Eddie Gordon in, in the final, who, who, or in the semi-final, who fought, has fought the majority of his career actually at light heavyweight, and he told me afterwards that I was stronger than anyone he's ever fought, and that's a guy who fought at light heavyweight. I, w I, was, I was out muscling guys at light heavyweight, so... Uh, that's, that's the reason people cut weight, is to feel strong at their weight, and I, I feel just as strong. I've had my hands on my opponent before, I know I'm stronger than them, I'm now more powerful, so uh, I know I can compete at this division, and I'll weigh it up after this fight. Listen, very best of luck. The reenactment of the dolphin save. Were you? Great, listen, Carl Pounder, very best of luck on Saturday. Thanks a million. Thanks, man. Cheers. Okay, there we have it. First three interviews of the day. Paddy Hoolan, Neil Seary, and we just finished up with Cahill Pendred there. Um, I'm buzzing now after talking to three lads, I have to say. Everybody looks fresh. Neil looks big. For he the, looks big. Cahill uh, was just saying that he feels, he feels great at middleweight. Paddy, Paddy just looks like he's ready to go, doesn't yeah. he? Cahill um, was talking about training over in AKA. Chris Fields always has a great story that he was on the side of the mat talking to someone and he looked over his shoulder and he saw a call carrying John Fitch across the mat for a big slam. So uh, when he's talking about, you know, he's nothing to fear wrestling wise or he feels he's as strong as this guy, I genuinely believe him. Um, we're going to have lots of stuff out today. Uh, check us out on Twitter at Satanta MMA Show. Steve is at BJJ Lebowski. And 
Ferg is at Ferg the Iceberg. I'm Gus Ryan 100. Steve, we have a couple of competitions we're thinking of running. Yeah, we got a, we're going to have a D-Tone, one of Connor's uh, scarfs. Hopefully we're going to get a sign by him. We're going to be giving that away. We'll have a Nail Series 2 tap sign T-shirt. Uh, we're going to have two t fig... Two figures to the weigh-ins on Friday to give away. So... Um, and we might do it sort of Dana White UFC we'll drop Dana White style. style. Tell us, we'll, we'll be somewhere where all the fans are going to be, and we we'll just throw out a tweet. You've got to come run to us, and t whatever the, the word is we ask you to say, and you win yourself the place. Yeah, cool. Okay, that's it for episode 46, and we'll hopefully be back later on in the day with a bit more uh, stuff. Talk to you then.